Hi there, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're on episode 10 of season 3. Yeah! Coffee and Commitment. Um, this is a pretty straightforward episode, so I think we can just jump right into it, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'll read the episode description, and then we'll be off and running. Off, 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 off and running. Coffee! At Joe and Larry's commitment ceremony, Will chides Grace for mooching, while Jack and Karen have to give up their vices. Okay, I have two things to say about this. He does not chide her. He, like, straight up, like, gets pissy. Five minutes before they're leaving, <laughs> which is an inopportune time. To be fair, he gets pissy several hours or days before she's leaving. Yes. But just but doesn't tell her until five minutes before, yes. which is totally valid. If you don't notice that I'm pissy with you, it's not my fault that you only realize it five minutes before we leave to go to a wedding in Vermont. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, but you literally get mad at me if I do the same things. So this episode takes place at the wedding. It's the two guys that we saw earlier in the season, yeah, so Joe and Larry. Joe and Larry, they're the ones with the baby. We didn't see the baby at the wedding. We, there were apparently pictures. I guess the baby wasn't at the wedding. That seems weird to me. That's dumb. Babies are cute. There so, should always be babies on sitcoms. We should also clarify that while we are calling it a wedding, technically this episode takes place before the legalization of gay marriage in any part of the United States. Mm-hmm. So it is technically a same-sex commitment ceremony. Yeah. And they make that joke. They do the thing that sitcoms do where they make the joke about how it's not a marriage like eight times. And mm-hmm. it's like, guys, we get it. Like We, we understand. We can just call it. like I don't know if that was a thing that people did. Like They referred to it as a commitment ceremony instead of a marriage I on purpose. I think they probably did because they legally didn't have the rights of a gay, of a gay, yeah. of a gay couple, of a married couple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... Old listeners, tell us about your like, commitment ceremony. Right, like, here's the thing. I just, like, don't really have any, like, understanding of that because I came of age, like, the potential marriageable age once gay marriage was right. legal. And, like, my concerns have always been, like, yeah, marriage equality, cool, but, like, thanks, Macklemore. We have other <laughs> concerns. Right. So, uh, this episode's plots kind of run into each other, literally, at one point. Yes. Which I think is really funny. Um, so the, the more comic one is Jack and Karen's plot, per uh, usual. Yes, of course. Um, so the episode kicks off basically with Jack coming in on just like a full caffeine high. Oh my God. Like you, like this kind of reminded me of that Saved by the Bell episode or which was it Saved by it's the Saved Bell? Saved by the Bell, yeah. Where like she's on caffeine pills, but it's speed. Right. Like he's on coffee, but like, is he on coffee? He's talking really fast. Like I have been on that much coffee before and I've never talked that fast. I mean, like I can't even talk that fast. Like, I mean, even Ben Platt can't talk that fast. I was actually a little impressed by how fast Sean Hayes was talking. I was too. That was pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And I mean, I'm a fast talker. I watched a lot of Gilmore Girls growing up. I feel like we need to enunciate all of our words very clearly this episode. Because otherwise, when we talk about the coffee, we'll just talk really fast and we'll... etc. Matthew's just mad that he can't talk as fast as me. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. You're still a good talker. I have probably other skills. Coffee. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't like coffee. Yeah, Matthew doesn't like coffee, but I like coffee a lot. So I really did relate very hardcore to Jack in this episode in that... I love caffeine. Uh-huh. And you've definitely had too much caffeine some days, and you kind of get a little bit this way. I'm aware that I become a little bit caffeine manic, but I very <laughs> rarely become quite to this level where I'm, like, licking the, like, remnants of the bottom of a cup. Well, in addition to this plot being very cartoonish, like, we do establish that Jack is going every hour on the hour because he has a cute barista who gives him free coffees. Yes. But the barista's name is Paul, and it makes me feel like these episodes maybe aired out of order because last week's beau was also called Paul. Tess, and there's more than there's one more than... man in, in New York named Paul. I mean, I'm aware of that, but also the fact that Jack can't find any place to get coffee <laughs> concerned me. I'm like, you can't get coffee 
In New York? No, no, no. See, it's not that he can't get coffee. It's that he can't pay for coffee. Okay, that makes more sense. But, like, he has Karen. Like, you'd think Karen would buy him you'd some coffee. you think so. Well, Karen's trying to break his addiction. Which I think is the most hilarious comedic <laughs> thing that this show has done in a bit. Where it's Karen, and she's literally lecturing Jack on his addiction as she's dunking some kind of pharmaceutical mm-hmm. into a martini. Mm-hmm. Sticking it down her throat and gulping it back. And yeah. she's like, yeah, you really got to kick this addiction. It really makes you in a different person, glug. There are some really great sight gags related to them. I mean, they have that moment there. Yes. Uh, later in the episode, um, when they get to the wedding, and it's a dry wedding, so then oh Karen can't drink. And then they start, like, slapping each other back and forth. Yes, that was pretty funny. Um, especially because they both, like, do this thing where they go to slap each other and they immediately block it. Yes. And they do it again and they immediately block it. It's very ninja. And they do it, like, twice. And then they just, like, straight up start just slapping each other across <laughs> the face. Like, like they get bored of stopping and it. and forth. And it's really funny. But I don't understand why this wedding was a dry wedding. It's really weird. Like, they just show up in Vermont and they're like, oh, it's a dry wedding at the groom's request. And I'm like, okay, like, maybe if we had any information about Joe and Larry to indicate that one of them was sober and there was a reason for this, but... Maybe the grooms just don't like sloppy people at their wedding. Okay, then don't have a wedding. (laughs) Like, sorry, if you don't have an open bar, you're fired and I'm not coming to Vermont. (laughs) The wedding kind of takes up the brunt of Will and Grace's plotline. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the beginning of the episode, Grace, in a very weird shirt... Yeah, um, let's this... talk about the shirt first, because yes. that's a real plot point in the episode. Literally, Will is like, are you wearing this shirt for open heart surgery? Because <laughs> it genuinely... It's like... It, it looks like a button-up, but instead of where buttons go, it's just like a slit down to her belly button. It looks like a vest. It looks like Aladdin's vest and it's tucked in. I don't I don't understand. With an accompanying lack of nipples. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like her boobs weren't out, but Matthew, for the first time ever, is noticing that Deborah Messing at this time did not have a chest. I just don't understand it. So he was just like, where are her boobs? It looks like she has a chest double. She doesn't have a chest double. She just doesn't have any tits. Wow. And I think she wasn't wearing a bra in that outfit, because how could she be? There would be no way. I mean, I don't even know where... I don't even know how the boobs don't just jump out. Well, boobs um, are sentient. Right. That's what I mean. They, they, they would just jump out and be like, Hey, Will, how's it going? Hey, Will, did you get me that new episode of Sergeant... Th- I don't know where I'm going with this. They don't have streaming yet. Why are the boobs aware of TV streaming? That's not a thing. Did they, did they have TiVo yet? They didn't have TiVo, I don't think, either. <gasps> If you wanted something, you just had to record it on a tape. Tape? What is tape? <laughs> so anyways, so Grace is wearing a horrendous outfit. But it's, she's wearing it to dinner with Will and their friends who are getting yes, committed. with Joe and Larry. <laughs> okay, they're not getting committed, <laughs> although it would be kind of a funny play on words. I, I'm a little disappointed that nobody made this joke. I'm a little, well, I think it was just too raw. I think now if you did something in period, you could say, oh, we're getting committed. <laughs> but it's it's funny because... Clearly the setup is that they're being asked to do a reading because they're, like, really committed to each other. And, like, they're basically, like, they're married friends. And they're, like, they're close friends with these guys. But for whatever reason, that really hits uh, a bad note with Will. And it starts with Grace making him pay for everything. Right. So it starts with, at the beginning of the episode, Will comes in with a dry cleaning. And he tells Grace how much she owes. And she's like, cool, I'll get you next time. And he's Mm -hmm. like... I thought you said you'd get me next time. Right. Last time. And she's right. like, yeah, but I didn't mean it last time. I'll get you next time this time. And he's like, funny, I believed you then. Not now. Right. And, and then she ends up paying, making him pay for like the whole dinner. Right. Because she's like, oh my God, Joe and Larry, we would love to treat you. Right. And then looks at Will as like, put this on your visa. <laughs> and Will's a lot of problems with that. For good reason. Yeah, that's legit. Um, 
This is not a problem that we have in our relationship because Tess never lets me pay for anything. I mean, why? Are you implying that you would like to? No. But I just mean, like, the idea of me paying for something that you wouldn't pay me back for as soon as possible is, like, scary. That's because I grew up poor. Um, obviously, Grace did not. Cause... Yeah, she grew up in Schenectady. <laughs> that ain't a poor area, I don't think. I mean, I, don't, I, I honestly don't even know where Schenectady is. Listeners, where is Schenectady? <laughs> is Careful, it... if you're not watching out, Siri will jump up and tell you where Schenectady is in oh the middle God. of this podcast. No, I don't have my Siri voice activated <laughs> for this exact reason. But when you're talking to yourself or people who are not actively having a conversation I with you? Di- I did used to have the voice activated, and one time I was talking to myself in the car, and I was uh-huh. like driving, and I was like, where the fuck is this street? And Siri's like... Finding and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, anyways, don't have voice activated Siri. It's bad. <laughs> but I don't know where Schenectady is. But I'm assuming, based on Grace and her entire aura <laughs> as a person, that she did not grow up impoverished. And that makes sense why she would then not care about this Will because for her, Will is her friend, and like, right, and she's just, she can count on Will, who is gainfully employed, versus her, who is more like ungainfully employed. She's like, well, she's self-employed. I think is the difference. So right. like, she she is broke more often. Like she does have more broke days. Yes. When she finds out that Will has bought a wedding gift without her and offers to pay for half of it, he tells her how much it is, and she's like, I, uh, what if I paid for a third of it? Right. You know, I mean, like it's. She has a very real struggle and with financial issues, mm-hmm. but does not have that background per se, which mm-hmm. is where I think our relationship's different. Right. Like, so I grew up pretty unwealthy is like the polite way to say right. that, I think. Like, I, I'm like, just not, I was kind of a poor kid. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we've made this joke before that I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and like Matthew's right. mother didn't like me at first. <laughs> um, but so I just, as like a compulsion, like I want to pay people back ASAP. And, like, if I can't, I get, like, hives. Actual hives, I've seen them. Yeah, I have gotten actual hives about this before. So, to me, that exact element of the plot didn't really relate to us at all. Mm -hmm. But I think the overarching, like, issue that Will really has is not so much to do with Grace's mooching, but just, like, her comfort and familiarity in their stable relationship. And his, like, pulling back from that because he, like, wants a husband and Mm -hmm. is concerned that being this close with Grace prevents him from getting one. Yeah. I think this episode is really smart in how it couches that revelation. Mm -hmm. Because it feels really organic out of the issue of our money, Mm -hmm. but it also isn't an obvious answer. Like, the episode could just be, Will is tired of Grace mooching, as it says in the summary. But what it really gets at once they get to the wedding and, like, before that is that when Grace is doing all these things, she's acting like a wife would if they had mm. a joint checking account. Right. If, I mean, she even says, like, makes a joke early in the episode when he's picking up the dry cleaning about them being married or something. Right. And Will says, if we were straight, you'd be picking up the dry cleaning. Right, yeah. So it's it seems like Will's having a lot of anxiety about mm-hmm. how comfortable Grace is and how uncomfortable he is. Yeah. And he, like, and it, like, it makes sense. It's totally legitimate for him to be annoyed with her for constantly mooching. But mm-hmm. just the way he chooses to address it is kind of passive-aggressive in a very married way. Yes. Like, it's very... He's he's fulfilling the thing he's afraid of. Right. In addition to bringing it up, which I think is important not to forget. Just his whole thing of, like, buying the gift without Grace and right. then telling Grace, no, you can't sign the card right. at, like, the last possible minute instead of having a mature adult conversation in which he's right. like, I don't feel comfortable with us getting a joint gift if you're not willing to pay for half of it up front. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But I think it really speaks to the fact that, A, it's not about the money. Right. And, B, he's not actually emotionally mature enough to have this conversation yet. And I think that that's one of the, the things that we've really gotten to see a lot 
in this season, especially as kind of watching Will and Grace's emotional maturity, especially since we had the flashback episode this season. Yes. So we are kind of seeing these hints of like the ways that they are still growing and mm-hmm. changing. And like it's fun to watch, but also sometimes it's very frustrating because then we get scenes like they're fighting over Will just let me sign the card. No, right. I don't want a wife. Right. Bomb drop now we're at a gay <laughs> wedding. Like right. I do think they have definitely progressed since season one when for both in-universe reasons and out-of-universe reasons, mm-hmm. they would have these fights and not necessarily get to the core issue. Right. Or not deal with it quite as well. Mm-hmm. This episode, we really do talk about the core issue, yeah. which is that Will wants to feel... Well, he doesn't really want to feel independent. He wants what he is getting. He just doesn't want it with grace. Right. Like he wants because that's with, not fulfilling all of his emotional needs. Right. He wants it with a romantic partner, basically. Right. And I really appreciated the way that this episode handled it. In part because the last time we've seen something similar was at a wedding. It was mm-hmm. at Jack and Rosario's wedding. Yep. And we have Will and Grace freak out and they split and they stop living together. Mm-hmm. And so it was really kind of nice to see them, instead of making a rash decision like, well, let's just not live together and fuck you. Right. And instead, they kind of reaffirm their relationship and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, we because they end up doing this reading that uh, Joe and Larry have given them. Yes. Which is like your classic wedding reading where it's like, you're who I can rely on, you know, and you're... Yeah. You're, you don't complete me. I am complete, but you give me what I need. Right. And which looks, is, I think, awfully... It's awfully progressive for this couple. Right. But it's also perfect for Will and Grace's plot line. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of weird mixed feelings about it because I think it's kind of a it's kind of a cheap ending yeah, to the plot. Yeah, it is a little bit of an easy way out because they, like, as they're reading it, they start reading in unison and then they're yeah. happy and they look at each other and then they kind of, like, take over the spotlight of the wedding by being like, I'm sorry we fought. I love you. <laughs> and then they literally I do's at one point yes. and then like start to start run leaning. off right. down the aisle and everyone's like um guys wait we're not done with wedding and on the other hand I do think that it's nice to see them express them being the show yeah um express that love and commitment can be like this I mean from both ends of it you know it's important for people who are in romantic couples to not just feel like the other person completes them right per se Right. such a 90s version of love. Right. It's it's just icky and it's not real. And like if you have a relationship where you feel like you can't be complete without the other person. Right. Like it's just kind of a choo-choo train to disaster. Eliza, what are you doing? Come on, baby. Come on. I know, I know, I know. Down you go. It's just not a sustainable way for one thing. But right. like it's also, you know, I think it's important and I think... We are seeing in especially more progressive discussions of it that this is important for couples of all genders and right. you know, sexual identities, etc. Like, it's important to be your own person and then get married because of reasons X, Y, Z. Right. Like, you shouldn't get married to complete yourself. You should be a complete and whole human who right. gets married because it's fulfilling and lovely and beautiful. And I think it's important that the ultimate resolution of this episode end on not Will and Grace realizing that someone who will complete them will come later and they're fine for now. Right. And also not realizing that they complete each other. Like, realizing that they are their own independent people already. Yes. But that their friendship and their love supports that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I did too. I thought that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Other things I thought... How the fuck do they get a kayak for four hundred dollars? I'm just so impressed. I I don't know much about kayaking, but I feel like those are more expensive than that. I think it depends on the kind of kayak you get. Um, I mean, your mom kayaks. My mom kayaks, but she has a single kayak. I think uh, a double kayak. Oh, they got a is more double expensive. kayak. Okay. Yeah, 
So I did some quick Googling, and some your basic kayak price, it appears to be kind of in the 100 to 200 range. Oh. So a $200 kayak is, is actually quite pricey. Oh, right. It, that makes sense. Okay, I was wrong. Kayaks are cheaper than we I thought. We clearly got the good kayak. We got, like, top-of-the-line kayak. Well, and I, like I was saying when we were watching the episode, kayaks were not, like, kayaks like they were are now. I mean, maybe they were on the East Coast, but, like... Where do you even kayak on the East Coast? Like, you can't go in the river, can you? Well, I mean, they're up in Vermont. I mean, you, I guess, you kayak on a river. I guess they do kind of live off... You certainly can't kayak in the ocean. No, you can't kayak in the ocean. You'll die. <laughs> Whales. 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 I just hope that Joe and Larry and their baby, Hannah, I think, I think her name really enjoy Hannah. their kayak. Can you could probably put a baby in, like, that kayak pocket. You just wouldn't want to tip the kayak because then your baby would immediately I'm die. I'm sorry. The more we talk about this kayak story, the more I think about this story that our friend told us about this time that they um, missed the ferry to their camping ground up yes. in upstate Wisconsin. And upstate Wisconsin. You can't call it that. I didn't. Yeah. I, sorry. <laughs> they were up north in Wisconsin and they upstate were trying Wisconsin. to um, get to an island. And then from one island to another island, but they missed the last ferry, and they were gonna try and kayak on Lake Michigan. Yeah. And long story short, they almost died, and people thought that they were dead. Yeah. And then they found them, and it was kind of a funny story. But also, then the park ranger yelled at them. Yeah, like the park ranger. When they were like trying to camp on private property, and like, and then it was it was like the movie where like they're riding around lost, and then they're like, oh, you were attached to the mainland the whole time. Yeah, like literally, they thought they had kayaked from one island to another, but instead they had kayaked from one side of that island to like. In another side of that island very close by. <laughs> Friends, if you're listening to this podcast and you think that this is not going to get dramatized by us sometime in the future, you could be right, but it's not going to be for lack of trying. Yeah, we're, we're going to try. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so, um, since we're about to talk about social media, is it time to make a covfefe joke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a covfefe joke. Okay. So don't we, make me. We did it. We mentioned covfefe. In the, Just once. In this coffee episode. Just once. But now, speaking of social media, I will tell you that we are on it. Um, we mainly use our Twitter page, which is at not a couple show on Twitter, but we also have a Facebook page, a Tumblr page. We post our show notes on Medium. Um, we host the podcast on Mixcloud, Podbean, and iTunes. So mm-hmm. anywhere you want to find us, you can probably do it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. Our next couple weeks are going to be kind of crazy for us in real life. Yes, IRL, uh, we're going to be flying across the ocean. Um, I don't think it's actually going to interrupt the podcast schedule. I think we're we gonna try we real sat hard. down, we did the complicated A Beautiful Mind trigonometry. Yes. I think we can get episodes out uninterrupted before and after we depart. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can't, you won't hear about it in this episode, but you'll probably hear about it on all those social medias that Tess mentioned. Yes. So until further notice, expect episodes on a steady clip. With an uninterrupted pace. And we'll uh, update you on our world travels once we record an episode after we're back. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. Thanks so much for listening again. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben, not a couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Thanks, Eliza. This episode was sponsored by Coffee, 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 coffee